That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. In today's segment, I want to review an ABC News article. And if you don't know, ABC News is a left-leaning platform, meaning that they are not journalists, they are all activists. So here's the formula. This is the way that it goes. I've reviewed these articles and articles like it many times. They start off with a headline. The headline is always hyperbolic. It's always, it always makes implications. And then the article itself, I'm gonna break it up into three parts. The first part, they always, that's where their activism comes out, where they try to imply that whatever problem that they're insinuating within the title, whatever problem and why it's occurring has to do with white people being evil is basically it. I'm just gonna summarize. This country was made for white people. It's not for the people by the people. It's for white people by white people. That's, that's always where they go. Now, there can be some different caveats when they're bringing in climate and things of that nature, but it's still, it's still white folks. And then in the second part, they'll start to dismantle their own arguments. It's fascinating. <laughs> I think they expect nobody to read past the title in the first part because they always turn around and like eat their own tail in the second part. And then the third part, they always conclude acting as if they don't know why these problems are persisting. And sometimes they'll give, you know, some ideas on, on a few solutions, but it's so nonsensical because they've already dismantled their argument that they just come across as lacking self-awareness because the solution is in doing the opposite of what you wrote in the second part. But, the, but that would, of course, that would probably blow up their whole ideology and they can't have that because ideology matters more than truth, matters more than data to these folks. That's why it's more like a cult, right? When, when the truth doesn't, doesn't change your worldview, when the truth doesn't change your mind, then you are in a cult. And so, and it's just how the Democratic Party likes you because they want the black community violent, they want them emotional, and they want them uneducated. That's the perfect black person for the Democratic Party. So that's just the way that is. Okay, let's get into this first part. They lament that almost six decades after black demonstrators on the city's Edmund Pettus Bridge risked their lives for the right to cast ballots, voting in predominantly black Selma and surrounding Dallas County has steadily declined. Turnout in 2020 was under 57% among the worst in the state. It should not be that way. We should have a large voter turnout in all elections, said Michael Jackson a black district attorney elected with support from voters of all races. Okay. My question is, if it was among the worst in the state, why? That's my question. Now, they're going to try to give you a why, and I'm going to get to that right now. But their why, well, I'll just go to it and then I'll dismantle it for you. So this is what they believe the why. They give a couple of things. Some cite a hangover from decades of white supremacist voter suppression. Okay, so we're talking about 1965. So they're saying, they're implying that people still have a hangover from 1965 when that racism was overt and prevalent and systemic. We've moved past that. You need to join us in 2022. 
where it's not prevalent anymore. My question is, okay, this isn't, it isn't true, but why would you want it to be true? What's your solution if it is true? To tear down statues? Really, you, if you really believe that this country is just made for white people and not you, why are you still here? If you feel that powerless, why are you still here? You can leave whenever you want to. You can get a passport, it's really easy. And you can just bounce. You can choose from all the other countries. That'll let you in because we're the, we're the only ones who keep our borders open and like don't protect our sovereignty. So you will, you will have a rude awakening with that. You try to become a citizen someplace else. <laughs> but you can, you can do it. There is a process, a legal process. <laughs> so that's the first thing. And then the other one, others, a 2013 Supreme Court ruling that gutted key provisions of federal voting law to allow current GOP efforts to tighten voting rules. So in this sentence, they do two things that they love to do. One, they'll, they'll cite some, some jargon without giving you any kind of context or, or any kind of detail. And then two, they try to blame Republicans. And so in this sentence, they're able to do both because got a key provisions of federal voting law. Maybe that was a good thing. What are those key provisions that they gutted? There must've been a reason behind it. Why are you not giving it? The implication is that it's a, some kind of GOP trick or ploy to maintain control. That's an implication, but they give you no context whatsoever. But as I said, they like to keep black, the black community ignorant, violent, and emotional. So this is going to help with that. This is going to help keep them emotional and ignorant and, and keep them angry. That's, that's why these are activists because they weaponize the black community, but they can't weaponize them if they're actually educated because then they'll know that they're being conned. And then the third thing, some black voters who tend to vote democratic, hmm, really simply don't see the point in voting in a state where every statewide office is held by white Republicans who also control the legislature. So now, so, so the issue isn't that they're not able to vote and that their vote is being suppressed. They're choosing not to vote because they, they believe that white Republicans run everything, not white Democrats, mind you, just white Republicans. But if they came out, if they really thought that way, and they came out and voted in higher numbers, they could choose to change that with that vote. Do you see, do you, do you see what I'm saying? So this article is ridiculous, but they all are, all right? No, so this is, this is their why. Those are, that's why they think that the vote is going down. Then there is what some describe as infighting between local leaders. Are these local black leaders? Are these local black democratic leaders? Are they white leaders? Because everything in this article is gonna be black and white. Even though we're the most diverse country in the world, you're gonna see, because they're activists. And so it's just black and white. That's all they see. No other race has legitimacy because they don't serve their agenda. And they have an agenda. <laughs> you believe that. And low morale in a crime-ridden town with too many pothole-covered streets, too many abandoned homes, and too many vacant businesses. All are considered factors that help lead to a 13% decline in population over the last decade in a town where more than one-third live in poverty. So does that, is that because of voter suppression? 
Because that all seems like that's socio so, socioeconomic. It seems like we should look at policies that are being instituted over time that are contributing to these things. Doesn't that seem like that would be the better way to go? But the implication is what? That that's because of the gutted provisions, the GOP gutted provisions. Is that what we're supposed to believe? Or is this because of because they're all white Republicans in the legislature? Is that is that is that the implication? Because that's what they do. They'll write something in a paragraph above. And then they know that the human brain is going to most likely conflate those two things together if they write them close to it, to one another, especially if the populace that you're targeting, you've kept ignorant on purpose and emotional and violent. So we're moving into the second part where they're going to start to dismantle their own arguments. So this is coming from a resident. Resident Tyrone Clark said he votes when work and travel allow. So I guess if it doesn't, maybe he doesn't. He can do absentee, but maybe he doesn't. So only when he when he can. But he's eligible and he has voted before, apparently. But not always. See, but he doesn't vote always. So that's him not that's him exercising his liberty. He can choose not to. Once again, what does that have to do with voter suppression and voter rights laws? Many others don't because of disqualifying felony convictions. Oh, here we go. Many others. This is what Clark says. And I quote. Many others don't because of disqualifying felony convictions or disillusionment with the shrinking town of roughly 18,000 people, he said, end quote. So he uses the word many as far as disqualifying convictions. If you're a convicted felon, that was a choice. How does it, what does that have to do with white supremacy and racism? What does it have to do with your choice to become a convicted felon, therefore exercising your liberty to break the law that would then prohibit you from ex exercising your right to vote. That seems to be a problem between you, yourself, and you. Once again, I think that's socioeconomic, and we can go back to policies, we can go back to the breakdown of the, of the black family. We can look at things like that. Those are the actual issues, but they're of course not gonna address it in this article, the real problem, because they don't wanna solve that problem. They want the problem to be there so that they can use that problem to remain in power. If you can't see that that's the game, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it's because they've kept you ignorant, violent, and emotional. Have you thought about that? Break that cycle. They want you on that plantation of your own free will. Selma is hardly the only place where big black majorities don't always translate to big voter turnout. The U.S. Census Bureau found that a racial gap persisted nationwide in voting in 2020 with about 71% of white voters casting ballots compared to 63% of eligible black people. So this is some data that they just threw in there once again to imply that if there is a disparity, it's because of discrimination, it's because there's lack of equity. They don't put this into context at all. What I see is freedom. 63% of eligible black people made a choice and the other ones did not. 71% of white, white voters made a choice and the other white folks did not. That's, that's, that's called a free society. That doesn't mean that there is a disparity. Now, if you're telling me that there were armed people keeping black people f from, from the polls, now we have an issue, but there isn't. So once again, what does this have to do with the title of this article? Here's a quote from Jimmy L. Nunn, a former attorney uh, in Selma. And I quote, we have been programmed that our votes do not count, that we have no vote, said none. 
we, who works in the same county courthouse where white Jim Crow off, office holders refused to register black voters, helping inspire the protests of 1965. It is that mindset we have to change. So he believes that a, mind, that a mindset needs to change that started in 1965. Do you see how they say that he works in the same spot where a long time ago there was systemic racism? And so, the, let me get this straight. He believes, this goes back to the hangover they said earlier, that, that black, the black community is still affected by what went on in 1965, even though we grew past that, even though we had a black president, that that's the reason why they're not voting, even though just above, they were talking about felony convictions, they were, they were talking about disillusionment. So which is it? And the other thing is, does Mr. Nunn really think that black people are so weak-minded that they still be affected generations later? He thinks that we're that weak. We need to be saved by the government. Democrats want you, wants the black community, uneducated, emotional, and violent. Because then they can weaponize the black community to remain in power. They don't care about the casualties in the black community. And that's made obvious when more black babies are aborted annually than any other ethnic group and black on black crime takes far more black lives than anything else that they're claiming on their systemically racist side. And they don't want to address it. So if you don't want to address what's taking more lives, you obviously don't care about black lives. So then the article gives you some details about what happened in Selma a long time ago. I don't know why that's there. They don't, I don't have no problem, I have no problem with them putting it there because it's history. But instead of using it to, to show the, the resolve of the black community to make changes when they put their minds to it, they're trying to use it as a reason why black people then, but now not today, they had resolve then, but they lacked resolve now is, is, is my point. Shouldn't they put this story in and go, look how, look how powerful we are. Look what happens when we come together as a community. Look at, look at if, how we're able to affect this country because we're part of it too and we have a voice. But instead they're using it to say that well, now you're weaker and you actually need the government. So then you could come together, but now, no, you're gonna need the Democratic Party to do it for you. Because now you lack the resolve. Talk about bigotry of low expectations. Wow. In the following decades, Selma became a worldwide touchstone for voting rights with then President Barack Obama speaking at the 50th anniversary of Bloody Sunday in 2015. If Selma taught us anything, this is Barack Obama, and I quote, if Selma taught us anything, it's that our work is never done, he said. The American experiment in self-government gives work and purpose to each generation. Okay, but you're a black president, so our work may not be done, but we came we've come a long way. Thanks to the resolve of the black community in the 1960s that has been systematically dismantled by government policies namely 
the welfare state. <laughs> so this next part here, I want you to keep in mind what they said about the disillusionment based on, you know, there's white, Repu there's white Republicans in the legislature and so there's no reason to vote. I want you to remember that line because they're about to blow that out of the water. But in Selma, voting already was on the decline after more than 66% of Dallas County's voters went to the polls in 2008 when Obama became the nation's first black president, turnout fell in each presidential election afterward. Now, I wanna remind you, Barack Obama had two terms. So if they came out and voted for him in 2008 and then it declined and less came out and voted for him in 2012, how does that have anything to do with white Republicans in the legislature. Barack Obama is the exact opposite of a white Republican, being that he's a black Democrat. They blow their own arguments out of the water. They don't think that you're intelligent enough to, to even, to basically to read and comprehend. And they've ensured that because you have black men and black girls, black women graduating from high school which is 12th grade, reading at an eighth grade level. So what do you think that person graduating from high school, reading at an eighth grade level, obviously not able to go into higher learning because you, you haven't prepared them academically, how do you think they're gonna comprehend when they read this article? That's what I'm saying. They want you ignorant, violent, and emotional. And I'm just gonna drop down to the end, where as I said in this third part, this is where they act like they don't know why things are the way they are after they've just completely jumped all around in this article. And basically this article makes no sense whatsoever. And its only goal is to further confuse and further incite racism against white people in this country. It's, I think it's ugly. I, I, I think that it's perverse and I believe that it's evil. This year, the commemoration of Bloody Sunday will include a hip hop political summit aimed at helping make, make voting more relevant and giving voice to the reality that many people have given up on the system because they seldom see their votes making a difference in their daily lives. So, once again, the issue isn't voting rights and voter suppression. They're talking about eligible voters. Eligible voters are not voting because of what they just said. And don't even get me started on, on, on how the hip hop, how hip hop has contributed to this disease culture and how it gets used to once again, keep the masses. I will say this over and over and over. Hip hop music is used to keep the black community uneducated, violent and emotional. There are so many people who feel they have been dis disenfranchised and they believe that the system is working against them. We cannot dispute it and we cannot make them feel that that is wrong because it is true, Pettyway said. We have to let them know and find a way for them to understand that the only way that is going to change is if they participate in the process. Okay, so first of all, 
The people who believe that the system is working against them, they believe that because the Democratic Party has been conditioning them to believe that for decades. They're the actual problem. But it isn't true. So people are feel disenfranchised because they've been socially conditioned to. And then Pettyway says that we can't make them feel that that's wrong because it's true. That right there is just his opinion. And, it, and it's the wrong one because it doesn't line up with the objective data. So they try to act like, like they don't know what the true problem is. It's them. And bottom line is they're not getting the results that they want. But because they lack self-awareness, they can't see that it's their policies that are keeping them from getting the results that they want. They are their own problem. Black people are powerful, they're strong, they're intelligent. They became an obstacle. That power became an obstacle to the democratic power structure. And so they systematically went to work to corrode the black community from the inside out. Because that's what you do when you have when you have someone or an institution that powerful, you, have, you can't attack it from the outside, they're too powerful. You have to get it from the inside. Same thing that, that you know, the World Economic Forum and the Davos Agenda and all these global elites who want basically global communism, and America is the biggest obstacle, but they're too powerful. They, they, they basically employ the same strategy to weaken us from the inside out. That's the strategy, it's, it's, it's very simple. It's diabolical, but it's very simple. This is what's been happening in the black community. Because you can't tell me that it's by accident that, as I said before, black babies are aborted at a higher rate than any other ethnic group. Black men, they commit over 50% of the violent crimes. This is, this is black community, but they're mostly men. And we're only at 13% of the population. And I believe that number should be higher by now, but hey, when you're aborting that many babies and you're sending all the men to, to prison because they're committing all these crimes, what do you think is gonna happen? The welfare state has encouraged young black, young black women not to marry the fathers of their children, but to marry the state instead. And then they've enabled this disease culture where it's hedonistic and nobody holds themselves accountable for their own lives. So I'm gonna leave the link, you can read the article, but that's the plan and the end goal is just power and money. And it's really a class thing, it really comes down to class. They want two classes, top and bottom, and everything that they do is just to make sure that they're on top. And if there's a top, there has to be a bottom and they don't care who's there as long as it's not them.